I'm begging you to take yourself seriously, to stop taking other people's definitions of what's right or correct so seriously. Take yourself seriously. Take your dreams seriously. The work that I put out in the world, I didn't want to be constrained by having it be a film camera or a digital camera, a big camera, or my cell phone. I, I don't... I want the experience to be the experience I want it to be when I take the photo. I don't give a flying fuck what tool I'm using. You know, sometimes, of course, I have a preference, but like, what is more important than the tool that I'm using to save it is the vision I have, the feeling that I'm trying to capture. And sometimes I don't even want to be constrained by the medium. I don't, sometimes it's not a picture. Sometimes it's a handwritten note that says everything that I needed to say. And if I pair that note with a portrait or a landscape of somewhere that means something to me, then the power of that is just quadrupled because seeing those two things together bring together a new meaning, something new created in my soul that I'm responding to. And it might not look like anything special to anyone else, but I don't care. This type of innovation or this type of nuance isn't reserved for artists. And it doesn't stop with your work if you are an artist. It bleeds into life. Help Me See is a podcast based in intention, purpose, and heart. Vulnerable, real conversations challenging the norms and empowering you to harness your intentional vision for your purposeful life. Around here, we're not about the small talk. We're unpacking all of the unnecessary crap that we've carried with us for far too long. Some of these episodes are solo style. I like to call them my little audio journal with my innermost thoughts that leave me thinking, am I the only one that feels like this? And then some super inspiring guests having conversations that I truly feel like are needed in today's world. Listen into a new episode every Wednesday and leave inspired by your everyday with a deep piece of knowing that you're not alone and have the innate power to make this life count. Have you ever just felt like you're missing it and you're not even sure what it is? And then all of a sudden you look back at like baby pictures of your kid and you don't even understand where the time went in the most cliche way. That's why I created Nostalgia Now. Imagine if you were able to just activate your nostalgia vision in any given moment and just know that you're really seeing it, that you're really experiencing your good old days now. That's what we do in Nostalgia Now. Nostalgia Now is a monthly membership that is filled with doable, sustainable practices that we'll actually carry with us in our lives. We meet once a month where we connect and make things on purpose, where we actually do something with the photos that just sit on our phone of our precious memories. Join us at the intersection of photographic practice, connecting to your truth, and creative expression so that you can live more of your life on purpose.
because I'm just opening this beautiful community, I have a special offer. If you join with a buddy or a bestie, you get half off. You each get half off your monthly membership fee for the duration for as long as you stay in your membership. So if you buddy up, you both get half off. Have the peace of mind of knowing you'll never have to say, I wish I knew how important that was at the time. Click the link in the show notes or link in bio on Instagram. Find out everything you need to know. Before we get into the show, though, I did want to let you know that I have a really exciting free offer. So I took um, one lesson. So it's lesson 10 out of module four in my uh, five-week online course, Manifest Your Memories. Um, And I've given you access to it. All you have to do is sign up to check it out. It's simple, doable, easy ways to remember your actual life. It's called See Nostalgia Now. This came before my membership. It was the original Nostalgia Now version. (laughs) It is three main ways in bunch of different examples about how you can effortlessly and sustainably capture some really important, intimate, quiet moments of your life. Um, and just reminds you that you do not need to rely on a professional photographer. You don't have to choose between being present and taking the photo. You are the only one that can capture the most precious and intimate and important moments of your life. And I want to gift you this guide. So if you head to the show notes, I will put the link. And when you sign up with your name and email address and request your free access, I will personally enroll you in this free mini course. So go ahead, go to the show notes, click the link, and please let me know. Let me know what you end up taking, what moments you end up saving uh, with one of these super simple super simple ways to document your goodness. Okay, now on with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode to help me see. I just said help to help me see. That was, I think that was like a Freudian slip because this, (laughs) this episode today is about something I am literally on fire about right now. Um, it just came to me in the car on my way home from dropping my kid off at school. Today's episode is about being a possibilitarian for your life. What is a possibilitarian? How do we define that? Let me see. Let me look it up. Possibilitarian is a possibility thinker, has positive attitude towards life and gives positive interpretation of a negative event that happens to them. I don't agree with this. Who says this? She Okay. Now that's not an actual dictionary. You know what? I don't know that it's actually a word yet, like a, a, an official word because it's not coming up in the, in the usual way. Um, Let's see, Urban Dictionary. That's as close as we can get right now. Capable of making um, things happen, sights and sees possibilities. Oh, that's a quote. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm going to make up my own definition because that's in the spirit of this. Be a possibilitarian for your life. 
something that I just realized that I would say is my greatest strength. The one strength that I cannot dispute to myself, I cannot argue with myself over, is that I have always, no matter what, never let what has come before me or what I have examples of be the thing that dictates how I live my life. I've always pushed the boundaries and that's with uh, my personal work and also um, my art, the work that I create. And I think that what I'm hitting on here can be a reason that there is so much um, discontent, so much yearning for this like elusive, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want, like in terms of like life and, and not being satisfied with work. It's that we don't let ourselves explore. It's not only explore our options, but create, not even look at the options, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, whatever, Really think about how, okay, well, I like B and I like Z, but I don't like this. And make your own, make your own option for your life. It really feels like my ability to keep going in terms, like, no matter what I come up against, um, no matter how frustrating it might be, is my like sincere, deep, devout belief in pursuing what it is that I want, my vision for my life and my vision for my work, regardless if anybody else gets it or not, the kind of mother I want to be, the kind of artist I want to be. I haven't seen, and I've just seen evidence of this over and over again, like photographic artist is what I've chosen uh, because I don't like photographer and I'm just not I for for what I do and for because I don't feel that I am as classically fit into that mold. I don't I do so much more with my photographs. I use so much cell phone. I use and that's another thing. I've never let my the tool dictate the end product that I've made. Grease stained lunch notes, like whatever it is. So there's this idea of trying to attain balance between your work and your personal life and whatever this and that balance, balance, balance. Um, so that you can feel like you're at this equilibrium, this like normal, um, normal feeling good. But why do we feel like we have to balance and neutralize something that doesn't feel good in the first place? What if we made everything, every part of our lives feel the way we wanted them to feel? What if our work and our personal didn't have to feel like clear boundaries because both of them was as oh, I'm drinking. <laughs> oh my god I want to play I'm just in the middle <gasps> hi nuggets hi I'm in the middle of recording a solo podcast episode <laughs> I'll call you back okay that was my goddaughter my gorgeous niece my sister. Oh my God, my heart. So I did this exercise that I heard on a podcast here. Let me get the name of the podcast so I can give proper credit. I had never listened to it before. And I randomly listened to this episode 
it was called, I think it's called, I like your work. I'll have to reach out and let them know how awesome this. Um, yes. I like your work podcast with Erica B Hess. Um, anyway, so on one of the, the episodes that I randomly popped on, um, it was an episode about how to talk about your work. And that's something that I've struggled with because I don't have examples to compare it to because it's so niche and specific. And one of the suggestions that they gave us was to create like a family tree of your, of the things that inspire you, your, um, inspirations in terms of people, um, whether it's people, you know, or fellow artists or, um, actors, musicians, blah, 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 blah. I was like, wow, that's very interesting. So I made this list of everyone, like authors, thought leaders, um, just everyone that comes to mind. And I think, Oh, like I have this like gut like connection to, and then I went through and I just made, so I didn't do it exactly like they told me to do it, but I, in two to five words, wrote down like what it is about them that makes me think, oh, this, this is why I love this person. This is why I love this person. And then I looked at all the words and what I found to be the common thread uh, for all of the things that I love, no matter how different they are in what they actually do, it's that they all are expansive they've all said, yeah, yeah, to whatever's been done before. And they went beyond. And there's this intangible, just vibration and energy around the work that they do and who they are, because they're so deeply embodied in themselves, because they don't neatly fit into any box. Because there is no box. And that is what I want for my life and for how I want to live the rest of my life and all of my life and how I want my kids to build their lives. And that's what I want for you too. Um, and that is why this episode is called, well, I haven't named it yet, but something about being a possibilitarian, I guess. Um, so I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the illusion that we are pushing the boundaries and doing what we really want, but not even realizing that we're doing what we really want still within these constructs, still within these structures of whatever it is, whether it's like creative work or mothering or our um, careers, just how we choose to live like in a house, <laughs> like all of the things. So Really, what I think would be an exciting activity, maybe like if you're driving, let's do this later, <laughs> but grab a notebook and a pen and write down how you live, how you eat, how you mother, if you mother, the work that you do, what is it that you love about it? And what is it that you feel like confined by, or maybe maybe do it in this way. Maybe ask yourself, if I could secretly have it my way, I would under each category and see what comes out. See. And when you say it's like a psychological trick, if you say like secret, like if I secretly had it my way, you like kind of immediately like lower your little walls and be like, well, there are no rules, which there aren't rules really. 
there aren't rules. And look at what comes out. And how can you build your life like that? Like I think about how I decided to go to art school when I knew no one that ever had. Because I realized, oh, I don't, I don't have to accept this scholarship to a state school. I can do that. Or when I was miserable and I got my first like really cool, really cool job in New York City. And I was miserable. The job was awesome. The people were awesome. But like, really, the people were awesome. I loved it. If I could have, I always say that if I could have taken that and moved it anywhere else, because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for New York City. I was just not in this place. Um, It didn't feel good to me. I moved to California. My parents, I had never been anywhere outside of like the drive it takes to get from uh, New York, New York to Florida. You know, (laughs) I moved to California. I decided to have my kid before even thinking about getting married because I fucking wanted to. All of the best things in my life have happened because I decided that there are no rules for myself. I'm not going to listen to what anybody else has done. Even when I got a a job, like at a corporate place, I had to redefine my new role because the work that I was doing was completely outside of scope. And it was just the work that I intuitively knew needed to get done. So then I had to find a new title for it. Zeroing in on what is you, what is at your deepest core whisper, your purpose. Sure, it might take a little bit more work or a lot of bit more work to bring that vision to fruition because it is not as easily understood by everyone else and their mother and whoever, but it is so fulfilling. Like my work right now that I've been working on has been so hard, like in terms of getting it to a place to sustain my family and, um, you know, gain momentum, whatever that means. But in my soul, I feel so strong in my vision. And so I have the energy, I have the tenacity to come back over and over and over and try a different way and a new way to communicate what it is that I know to be like my soul's mission. And I want that type of fire and that type of, um, just energy that doesn't get depleted, that just is constant for, for everyone. So how, how do we, how do we keep up that drive to do things that are so not understood? Because that can be draining when you feel like you're on an Island, when you feel like you're an alien, when you feel like so lonely, even if you're in a room full of people, it's because the alternative is you living your life by the other people's standards that approve of it and sitting on your couch alone in the living room at 10 o'clock at night, just wanting to cry because you're so unsatisfied. At the end of the day, when you lay your head on your pillow at night, if you feel good and excited 
about the life that you're living and you feel like you are thriving, even when it's really hard, you wouldn't have it any other way. That is content. That is a life worth living. Are there things that are popping up for you right now that you want to change? I don't care where you are. I don't care how old you are, how um, young you are, how far you are into your career, how many strings seem to be attached um, to the circumstances that you're in. If you don't feel good, if you are not happy, it doesn't matter. It's like being in a relationship that's, you know, you've been in for five, six, 10, 15 years. You're like, well, I've, it's already been this long. I can't, I can't choose something new. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I'm begging you to take yourself seriously, to stop taking other people's definitions of what's right or correct so seriously. Take yourself seriously. Take your dreams seriously. The level of postpartum depression that I got was like a firestorm of my own new reality. There's nothing more disorienting than what it feels like to basically be a completely different person from one day to the next, from being pregnant and then giving birth. Like chemically, I think literally like you're different people, like the things that happen inside your body and your mind, you are reborn. And coming into this new version of myself mixed with like this brainwash vision of everything that I had seen about what motherhood is or looked like and the conflict of what I felt in that situation was like a cocktail for shit and fear and disorientation and anxiety and all of the above. And the problem there is that I went into this huge life change only seeing what was possible for everyone else and how they lived. And never before had I let that be the thing that dictated anything in my life. However, I was at my most vulnerable state that I had probably ever been in in my life. So I didn't have the strength or the confidence or what seemed like the power that I needed to stand up for myself in myself to say, hey, it's okay that you're not instantly on cloud nine. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Just be where you are. Feel it. And don't try to resist it so that you can live the life you want with this baby. The fact that I didn't instantly feel like, oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. I felt like very clinical. I felt like, okay, are you okay? Like, I love you deeply, but I am just so afraid 
that I just need to know you're okay. And other than that, I need to like be alone. That's how I felt because I didn't know how to process what was going on. And that, that situation is a survival mode that I feel like is not exclusive to having a baby. That survival mode of, I just don't even know who I am. I just don't even know I'm doing the things, but I don't feel connected. That is everywhere. That can be in your personal life, in your career, in the work that you're making, whatever it is. So how do we break free of that? How do we keep tearing down the walls of what was possible before us? That is why like thought leaders and, you know, people that have made huge changes in our world have had the power and the impact because they were able to see a vision greater than what was and what is. And we all have the power to do that in our lives. And pushing past that doesn't mean that you're invincible. Just because I've chosen to live my life my way doesn't mean I don't struggle with depression and anxiety and fear and worry. It just means that I don't let that stop me. I push past it. And sometimes I'm in deeper funks than others with it. But I know, like I know, like I know, like I know, as my (laughs) mentor and business coach, Amber Lillestrom would say, I know, like I know, like I know, that it is so beyond worth it pushing past those struggles in order to live a life that feels aligned with your soul and create work that is aligned with who you are and to mother in the way that you want to. That is why they say mother's intuition. It's a person's intuition. No matter what doctor or, you know, book is telling you, if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right in your body for you and your kid or you and yourself or you and your life, it's not right. Keep going. Be a possibilitarian in your life for yourself, for your family, so that you can be the best version. So that you can know that you wrote a story that hadn't been written a bajillion times before, that you leaned into the details that felt rich for you. Another commonality with everyone on the list that I wrote down that inspires me greatly is that they picked something so specific and they created a world in that, a world of never ending fulfillment for them. There's someone I follow on Instagram. I've actually never even messaged her before. And I've always wanted to because her account gives me life, even though it's not exactly, um, (laughs) my natural, um, tendency for how I'm a homemaker, but she, her name is mama waters, Amanda waters. Um, she also has a business called home song and a blog home song market. She makes a complete art out of being a homemaker 
out of curating her spaces and her life in a way that feels so expansive and her slow living and her taking the time to like watercolor out um, uh, her Easter dinner menu. And um, she literally has a shop that she curates with like all of the simple things that matter. That is so expansive. That is so, oh my gosh, fulfilling. My ultimate, ultimate, ultimate hero, um, Larry Sultan, who created work around his family at a time where that wasn't the norm, especially for a male photographer at that time. And he also didn't let photographs be the thing that was the only thing he focused on. He looked at documents. He looked at old photographs and like paired past and present together to form this new magical visual language that I now take and run with and have my own iteration of. I think about my favorite actor, Denzel Washington. It's funny because I've heard like, oh, Denzel plays the same role in every movie he plays, yet he's an amazing actor, but he's just being himself. But it's like the deep core of him emanates and you just want that energy. He speaks from a place of wholeness and groundedness. Like that's why he is going around right now uh, as a real, his dialogue, like his words from life are so wise. And so it's like, he's a portal for something and it's entrancing to watch him. My favorite artists create music and lyrics in ways that I've never heard it done before. And it's so uniquely them finding and pinpointing the things that make you feel alive and the things that make you ache. The things that pull your hands to your chest and go, oh, in life and combining them creates this powerful new world, a world that you can fully live in and share with others because it is uniquely you. The things that bring you to your knees, they strike you for a reason. I'm in the mastermind right now with um, Amber Lillestrom. She's a business coach and everything, author and mama, the whole thing. And she speaks about this a lot. She says, if the dream is in you, it's for you. Let that dream be exactly what you want it to be, not someone else's dream. I think that's where we get caught up sometimes is that and why it's so unfulfilling to attain certain levels. So you achieve something and it doesn't feel as good as you thought. Is the thing you were working towards the thing that was really what you wanted? Did the experience of it really fulfill you? Did you really enjoy the journey? Because if not, maybe you're barking up a tree that isn't your tree. Make your tree. Maybe it's a hybrid tree. Create the tree that you want to be. The work that I put out in the world, I didn't want to be constrained by having it be 
a film camera or a digital camera, a big camera or my cell phone. I, I don't, I want the experience to be the experience I want it to be when I take the photo. I don't give a flying fuck what tool I'm using. You know, sometimes of course I have a preference, but like what is more important than the tool that I'm using to save it is the vision I have. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.